Welcome back into the Letterman Lounge, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, college football recruiting fans of all ages. Yes, that is a spinoff of the Tim May Show intro, but that's because we've got such a big show here for you guys. That's Matt Parker on the other side of that screen. I am Spencer Holbrook. Finally getting down, Matt, the whole you're on the other side of my screen, so I have to point the wrong direction. Uh, How are you? Around the world. I was waiting for that one, but uh, I'm I'm good. That uh, that was that was quite the day maker already as we sit here at nine in the morning on Thursday. So I'm, I'm good feeling recharged after not being on the road with you guys last week. Um, just doing some recruiting things. Uh, but uh, it was weird by the way, not, not being with you guys on a game day. That was pretty weird, uh, but feeling recharged and ready to go this weekend. There's a, there's a big one coming up for the Buckeyes. Where'd you go, Matt? Well, Friday, last Friday, I went to lovely Toledo, Ohio, to Whitmer High School, where I was. Paris of the Midwest. Some are saying. Watched 2025 four-star offensive tackle Carter Lowe out of Whitmer High School. And uh, mm-hmm. written pretty extensively about that at lettermanrow.com, which we're having a pretty pretty banging sale right now to to join the site by the way 50 percent off for your first year i believe is the is the deal so uh maybe we can put the uh the link to join in the in the description of the video spence what do you think i think we should do that um there'll be a lot of links to join a lot of things in that show because we got a couple of uh partners here that we're gonna get to yep. later in the show yeah uh, we'll, we'll also get more into carter Lowe later in the show as well Oh, nice sneak peek, Matt. So let's go. Um, Ohio State's hosting um, every recruit in the on three three hundred um, this weekend against Penn State. No, it's not really that, but it feels like that. Um, there are Matt. Let's set the table here, okay? We can need the forks, the knives, the spoons, the salad plate, the wine glass, or the Kool Aid glass, if you will. Um, we need the water glasses. We need the bowls, the salad plates. Um, That's a big spread. Well, it is a big spread, and if you want the full spread, you can go to – I shouldn't say it like that. If you want the full visitors list, you can go to LettermanRoad.com. There's no full spreads in Letterman, LettermanRoad.com. Jeez, uh, this show has been on for three minutes, and it is already derailed. If well, you're watching already and you're sticking with us, we appreciate you. That's what we do here, Matt. Um, yeah. Matt, my sticky note says the name of some recruits because the list, quite honestly, is too long – to just go through and name all the names a lot of times like let's take the maryland game for example let's take western kentucky for example like it's okay to go through on this show and just list off guys who are coming like oh 2025 you got this guy and this linebacker the quarterback nobody wants to listen to that there's way too many guys just being honest like full transparency we could do 45 minutes where we just sit here one name at a time a minute for each and just give like this is who this guy is Uh, And it would take 45 minutes to get through. That's how many kids there are coming to this game. So uh, I know for a fact, and you do too, that Ohio State has turned some kids away because you can't host everybody. Um, So you and I, um, in the true sense of talking ball, are going to draft important visitors Um, because if we didn't do it that way, and maybe we can do some, some name a guy there at the end, um, but if we didn't do it this way, we wouldn't be able to have like a coherent show uh, except for just naming guys. So let's yeah. get into it, Matt. Um, we've each got four or five names um, that we really think are, are key visitors for Ohio State, number three, Ohio State versus number seven, Penn State. And you get to start us off with pick one, one. Do, 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 do. That means the pick is in. Just like me and my New England Patriots, we have the number one overall pick. That team stinks. But unlike the New England Patriots, I'm going to make a draft pick that makes sense. And like it should be expected, right? And it's Jeremiah Smith. It has to be. Any single time that the number one overall prospect in the country is, happens to be committed to you, by the way, you being Ohio State in this uh, little tangent or rant here, whatever you want to call this, uh, anytime your your highest rated prospect, your highest rated commit, the number one overall prospect in the country is visiting your campus as a commit and he's committed to you, that has to be the most most important visitor for Ohio State this weekend, especially since we all know that that Jeremiah Smith has visited other places. And as we have said ad nauseum, really? 
at this program, at this specific program, as some folks call a program. We're a program with an A around here. It doesn't matter if he goes to Miami or Florida or Florida State. Because as long as Brian Day and Brian Hartline are at Ohio State in December, he's going to sign his letter of intent to Ohio State. Jeremiah Smith will be getting put into college shape by Mick Marotti and the rest of the training staff in January. That said, he's going to go take more visits. He's going to go visit other places uh, after this Ohio State-Penn State game. Um, but it matters significantly that he's on campus because it seems like just about the entire 2024 class, minus like one or two guys, uh, is going to be on campus. And that's the first time that I can think of where the the entire class basically has been on campus at the same time. So when, because Jeremiah Smith is naturally going to be a leader for this class because of just who he is and how highly ranked he is and what he's going to, what he has the potential to do for and at Ohio state. Um, so yeah, that's my, that's my number one overall pick is Jeremiah Smith. Five-star receiver out of Shamadon Donna prep. I think they have prep in there somewhere. I don't know, but that's my pick. You're on the clock. And you're sticking to it. That's right. I am sticking to it. All right, well, I'm going to go with another five-star in the 2023, 2024 class. Uh, my years are all jumbled because it's 2023. Um, we were talking about Jermaine Matthews all week, and he was a five-star in 2023, so checks out. I, I got it. I got you. Go, go to the other Letterman Row shows if you want to hear about Jermaine Matthews, and I wrote about him at LettermanRow.com this week. Uh, Matt, I'm going to go in 2024 just to shore up things in this class. I think you got to keep Edric Houston locked in. He's going to be on campus. Um, again on Saturday to watch Ohio State, Penn State. Going to watch Tyleek Williams do his thing against the Penn State front. Uh, Going to watch JT Tuimola because he's versatile. Um, he could play outside in the future, could play inside in the future. That is Edric Houston. Um, so I think that it's important for him to be on campus to see this against a top-tier opponent. Um, and I think it's important for Ohio State to keep him coming to campus just to make sure, like, hey, this. I don't think there's any, any inclination that there's any fear from Ohio State that that's going to happen that something could go awry there, but I do think it's important to get him on campus as much as possible. Um, so he's my number, my first round pick is like, you know, I like to build out, build out, uh, start in, build out. It all starts up front as a, uh, you know, every national college football show likes to say, Oh, you guys, you talk about the skill positions, but Hey, let me tell you, it all starts up front. Big dumb football guy. Uh, and uh, that's his first think, appearance on the show in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's more where that came from. Oh, I think it's very important for Ohio State to have Edric Houston on campus just to, to sh keep shoring that relationship up, make sure he knows where he stands um, with this class. And, you know, to get a guy coming from Georgia for a second time here in, in a few weeks, I think it's pretty big for the Buckeyes. So give me Edric Houston there. Um, his thoughts before you get to your second round pick. Yeah, I just want to reiterate the point that you made. Uh, there isn't any any thought about Edric Houston leaving the class. I, I think the biggest thing is just, if your five stars are able to come to campus, get them to campus. That's literally what it is. So I just want to reiterate that point in case someone decided to stop listening. Relax. Take a breath. It's okay. You know, like, it's all right. Edric Houston had been to, committed to Ohio State for, like, three weeks before he announced it. So, like, let's let's relax. That's my stance. On Second round pick, man. Good pick. Good pick. Thank you. Uh, my pick for the second round here, uh, I'm going to stick with the 2024 class cycle class kind of showed my hand there. Uh, but I am also going to stick with wide receivers and I'm going to go with another Jeremiah, Jeremiah McClellan. Now this visit is, is again, obviously it's important if we're, if we're sitting here talking about it, right. Um, he's taken visits to Missouri and to Oregon after being committed to Ohio State since August. Uh, and it's pretty interesting right now, Spence. Like, I, I won't lie to you. There is – I'm not saying that, like, I'm putting him on decommit watch or I'm not putting him on flip watch or anything like that. I want to make that very clear. But I also want to make it clear that he is listening to what Dan Lanning's program has to say out there in Eugene. 
and what the in-state Missouri Tigers are saying. Um, I just saw the other day that someone placed a prediction for five-star wide receiver Ryan Wingo to go to Missouri. Um, he's a St. Louis kid as well. So is Jeremiah. So that's pretty significant. Um, they already have Williams uh, Winery in the class as well, although a lot of people are expecting him. I, I hear things about Oklahoma getting involved there, but we're not here to talk about Missouri recruiting. We're here to talk about Jeremiah McClellan. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's interesting. And you have, you've seen a lot of promotion of Oregon and Missouri on Mr. McClellan's uh, social media pages, particularly on the IG, a.k.a. Instagram. That's what the kids call it, IG. That means I guess to me. I don't know. You know, I just had a birthday. I'm old. I'm old now. So uh, all of that to say, you've seen him the last, I don't know, maybe a month or so kind of promote like Oregon and Missouri and stuff like that. Uh, but all week this week, it's been nothing but Ohio State. And like, I think, I don't know, memory, memory might be a little fuzzy on this. Um, I think he tweeted something about like being locked in or like something about Ohio State and, and Buckeye Nation. And there were a bunch of uh, of the emojis that people use to show the Buckeyes, although apparently those are actually chestnuts. I learned the other day. Um, but uh, this is kind of a tangent. And I understand that. But there's a point to this. And the point is, is that he has openly shown that he is still listening to other places. But he was at Purdue last week for uh, Ohio State Purdue, um, which that happened because his high school played in Indianapolis Friday night. He was able to Purdue doing a little bit of transfer portal recruiting there. So good on the Boilermakers for doing that. Um, but he saw Ohio State. He saw what what Ohio State did last week. And now he's going to be in Columbus for his first game day visit since probably the 2023 season. Because I know he has a 2022 season. Um, so, yes, Jeremiah McClellan, that's my pick. I'm sticking with it. You're up. Uh, Devin Sanchez. We talk about him a lot. Don't got to say anything else. Here's how the show goes, Matt. You had said you want to talk about Devin Sanchez. I did. This I did. is a little behind the curtain here. I actually you had said, circled on my. You said you want to talk about Devin Sanchez. I said okay. In that case, I'll talk about Trey McNutt and Dorian Brew, who are also visiting. Um, and I forgot to write down Trey McNutt and Dorian Brew on the handy dandy note card I have here, and I have still have Devin Sanchez written down. So now, I'm just going to toss it to you to talk about my pick, Devin Sanchez, and your pick, Dorian Brew, and Trey McNutt, because I'm an idiot who just messed up the entire flow of the show. Big dumb football guy, really making an appearance today, folks. That's me. I want okay. Let me establish the precedent here that Ohio State's three-man 2025 class in Tavian St. Clair, Javen Boggs, and Blake Woodby are all going to be on campus this weekend. So keep that in the back of your mind as we talk about what we're about to get into here. Uh, Blake Woodby is the four-star cornerback from St. Francis Academy out there in Baltimore, Maryland, committed like with 10 minutes left in the Ohio State Purdue game. Um, so it kind of worked out that I wasn't there with you guys. So I was able to hit publish and, you know, do all the things that I got to do. But it's peer recruiting 101 for this weekend. And uh, some of the, as an Ohio State staffer told me on the sidelines for the Maryland game, the big dogs are coming. And that's Devin Sanchez. That's Dorian Brew. That's Trey McKnight. Um, those are very, very important prospects for Ohio State in the 2025 class cycle. I really got to wake up, man. Um, Devin Sanchez and Dorian Brew looking at, the, at those corner positions. Uh, Ohio State, those are both takes right now. Like if, if Sanchez or Brew decided to call Tim Walton, Ohio State's cornerback coach, and say, hey, you know what, Coach Walt? I'm ready. I'm ready to commit. That green light exists right now. So they could commit at any time. 
if they want to. Obviously, they're not going to. Like, this is going to be a, when you are that good of a football player, you're going to want to take your time. I think why you took Devin Sanchez at your as your second pick is merely because this is a recruitment, and we've talked about this before at length. This is a recruitment where six months, four months ago, whatever June was, Ohio State felt like it had no chance. You know, he he showed up at camp and they were just like, oh, yeah, like, you know, he he's going to get a workout in and stuff like that. But, you know, we don't we don't really feel like, you know, we're, you know, anything's going to come from this. And here we are, October 19th, and this kid has had a countdown on his Instagram for when he's visiting Ohio State this for, for this game. And like he's had that countdown since like the beginning of the month maybe even the end of September, which is kind of one in the same if you really want to get into the nitty gritty of it. But like kids don't do that for just any reason. They don't, they don't, these kids are so smart. Okay. Like they don't just do things like that for the attention. Maybe some do, but I don't get that vibe from him, Spence. Like this is a kid who's really listened to the message that, that Ohio state has, has put in there. He's seen the work that Ohio State has done from practice to games and has seen what this what this secondary has done this year. And now he gets a chance to see that in person in front of what's probably going to be 107,000. They're going to find the extra 2,000 seats in there because I think it's really only 105,000 capacity, but they've managed to find 107 every now and then. So for, for your Devin Sanchez pick, it's it's really like that's the guy that is the guy um and then i'm just going to go into the third round here if you don't mind and i'm going to do the the duo of dorian brew trey mcnutt uh still trying to figure out trey mcnutt's actual like specific position he could be a corner he could be a safety he I, He's a damn good football player. Like, I'll tell you that much. I mean, you watch his tape and you're just like, oh, my God. Yeah, that kid is a power five uh, defensive back. You could put him in, in any spot and he'll probably be OK, you know. So he's an Ohio State legacy. His dad and uncle, I think, were on the O2 national championship team. Someone fact check me on that one uh, in the comments, please. I don't want to mess that Matt. up. You know, while you're talking about Trey McNutt, you say he's a good, he's just a really good football player. And he can, he kind of goes with anything. He can play anywhere. He can do a lot of things. He's pretty versatile. I hate to cut you off, man, but I got to tell you about something that is also versatile that can go with anything that I can, that we can put anywhere and it works. Hang on. I know exactly where you're going. Okay. And I just want the folks at home to know. This is an all-time bad read by Spencer, cutting me off in the middle of a line. But go ahead. Go ahead. The bird dogs khaki shorts, man. <laughs> okay. They go with everything. I just warmed the football uh, to the Woody Hayes Athletic Center on Wednesday. Uh, your birthday was a couple days ago. How did you spend your birthday? In comfort with bird dogs. That's how comfortable they are. You want to wear them on your birthday. If you don't want to wear anything at all, you might as well just put on the bird dogs because they feel like you're not wearing anything and you're out in public and everything's not just – out so that's how confident i am that these bird dogs feel like you're wearing nothing we had a guy in the comments say hey i just bought a pair of shorts i don't need and i tell you what you do need them because if you don't have a pair of bird dogs you do need them right now at birddogs.com lr you can get a free hydroflask style water bottle with your first purchase uh birddogs.com lr or just use that promo code lr at checkout these bird dog shorts, I have them on right now. And I mean, you don't want to see just the shorts region, which is fine. I'm not going to stand up and show you, but I pinky promise I have them on right now. I got complimented on them. They say bird dogs on the butt. So you know that you're wearing them because everyone's going to look at your butt because your butt looks great. In them. That's just how bird dogs are built. They're built different, Matt. I can't say good enough things about bird dogs. And for the first time, I'm willing to admit, I had never heard of bird dogs last year. Uh, I got a pair. I asked for a pair of them because I saw them in an Instagram ad. I saw a pair of them. I asked for a pair. I got a pair of them for Christmas. I wore them all the time 
And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, Bird Dogs wants to partner with you guys. And it's like, hell yes, sign me up because these things are incredible. And I know you have some good things to say about them. Yeah, we uh, it's starting to get cold out there as well. And we we pump up the Bird Dog shorts, but the pants, the pants, and that's it's 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 worth the investment, folks. I I think once we finish up this here show, I actually might go buy a pair and have them sent sent to uh the old the old place of residency because uh big 10 weather is coming man big 10 weather is here and it's chilly out there on the sidelines taking photos of the games and i'd like to be comfortable you know i also stuck one to 18 inches on a par three uh the other day while wearing the bird dogs pants i'm not saying it was because of the pants but i don't do that when i'm wearing other pants um because i've only done that once in my life and it was in the bird dogs i think it was some bird dog magic but if you go to birddogs.com slash LR, you get that free Hydroplast style water bottle with any purchase. Matt, back to recruiting. I'm sorry, but the transition was there and I had to take it. Dorian Brew and Trey McNutt. I was fine. Uh, I'm going to end my notes on, on Trey McNutt here. And uh, what, shout out Bird Dogs, by the way. That, the time. If you're going to get cut off by something, you might as well get cut off by Bird Dogs. That's fine. You know, that's fine. I am a Bird Dog stan and that's that. I'm going to end my note here on Trey McNutt. Um, and just and just really put home the point that he's an in-state guy. He's an Ohio State legacy. Uh, he knows the tradition of Ohio State um, and everything like that. Ohio State is very careful when it is recruiting, evaluating, scouting in-state prospects, especially more so when the kid has like direct ties to the program. That said, Trey McNutt, he has a spot in this class. He has a spot in that 2025 class. And when a guy like that is visiting campus, you got to be on your, your P's and Q's, you know? So going to Dorian Brew, uh, this was a little bit of a late developing visit here. Um, I saw that. Uh, I saw that on the interwebs late Wednesday um, and then got some confirmation about it from Ohio State Thursday morning. Uh he has since moved from the Dayton area to, I think it's Conroy, Texas, which is just outside of Houston. Um, uh, he has visited Texas, University of Texas, since he has moved out to the Lone Star State. But uh, I, I still think this is this is an Ohio State re recruitment. Um, LSU could come in and make some noise because he his family does have ties to LSU. Um, and now that he's living down in that region, like that could be pretty interesting, but I just think the effort and, you know, the foundation that Ohio state has laid for Dorian brew, it can withstand him leaving the state. Um, and it's pretty significant that, you know, he's been gone for only like a month, I think. Um, and he's already coming back. So like, take that for what it's worth, you know? Um, but there's there are a lot of a lot of 2025 defensive back prospects that are very important to Ohio State, and they all are going to be on campus this weekend. So that's I think that's that's the end of my shtick for Devin Sanchez, Dorian Brew, and Trey McNutt. A couple of really quick notes though, by the way. Um, we did learn that. Fahim Delane, safety from Good Counsel out there in Olney, Maryland, part of the DMV. Uh, he will not be visiting this weekend anymore. Had some things come up, so we hope all is well with him. Uh, and then, oh, who else was it? There was another 2025 safety. The name escapes my head at the moment. But Tony Williams. Yes, yes. Tony Williams will also not be visiting even though we found out last week that he was going to. So things change. But there's a good chance, Matt, that he visits in November, according to some Letterman Road sources that you and I both kind of worked on a little bit. Um, got word on the field before the game, full disclosure, um, in the name of transparency, Matt, because that's what we are here. We're a transparent show. You can't see yeah. through us, but we're transparent. Uh, got some confirmation Tony Williams was going to visit this weekend. Something came up they'd like for him to still get up here in November. So look for possibly that Michigan State game. If that doesn't work, look for that Minnesota game. But at some point, I would expect him on campus in November. There's, I was told there's a, quote, good chance he visits in November for the Michigan State game. Which, like, 
you told me that on on Saturday before Ohio State Purdue kicked, and I was like, oh, I did my homework on the kit. I I'm a fan. I am a fan. He is he's a good football player. So I I think it would be good for Ohio State if if Tony Williams could make it up to Columbus, particularly against that uh, uh for Michigan State because I think Ohio State's going to beat them 100 to nothing. So cuz they are bad. That's not an actual score prediction by the way. So like in a month from now when people are you know, gonna when the internet arises to the occasion. Oh, he said you're gonna win a hundred to nothing. Well, I'm speaking in hyperbole. Okay, so yeah. All right, Spence. They we're stink. In the we're in the third round here. Uh, my third round pick was the combo of yes, we can take. It's our show. We can do what we want. I took a combo pick of Dorian Brew, Trey McNutt in the third round. Who is your third round draft pick? Go. Uh, I think the fourth round is going to be the Justin Fry hour on this show. So I'm going to go ahead and move my fourth round pick to the third round. That way we can spend the whole fourth round talking about Justin Fry uh, across three different classes. So um, let's go Amaris Williams, the Florida commit from uh, North Carolina. This is a kid who I think Ohio State is really starting to like, um, who Ohio State has gotten in on here recently. Um, there's Ohio State doesn't do a lot of spatula-ing. Um, they're not really a, an outfit that hits the grill quite, very often, but um, if there's ever a time to grill in the Midwest, uh, it's October, November, December. Get those spatulas out, Buckeyes. It could be flip season. There's never a bad time to grill in the Midwest, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. Like you and I both on our own separate times have grilled like in January. So, like, I've grilled in. There's nothing like the house slippers with a pair of shorts and a coat on out grilling in the Midwest when it's oh, 27 yeah. degrees. Oh, but yeah, that's the best. The Buckeyes are going to try to do some flipping. And Maris Williams is a huge visit. Is it a Maris or a Morris? We're going to find out more at lettermanroad.com. Uh, this, this guy, though, Ohio State really likes. He's like a combo defensive lineman. Not sure. Uh, a little bit of a, a tweener prospect um, just because – like body types anymore. Ohio State gets these kids on campus, and you don't know where they're going to go. There was a time where we thought JT Tuimolo could morph into a three-tech. Look at him now. He's like the yeah. truest defensive end they have. So there was a time where, uh, you know, Jason Moore could have potentially played defensive end. I promise that is not happening. Um, so it's just one of those things, right, where you're not going to put him into a position, and I think that's the best thing for Ohio State. You've already got Justin Scott. You've already got um, – Edric Houston in this class. You've already got Eric Mensa in this class. I think it's good to get a guy who you're not really sure about where he's going to play. And I think Edric Houston's probably going to play on the outside because it's where he wants to play. Justin Scott's definitely on the interior. So if you get a couple of these combo guys along with a couple of good interior guys, I think that you're looking at a class where you start to alleviate the pressure of defensive ends that you need because Houston could play on the outside. If you get a Maris Williams, he could play on the outside. Ohio State likes these kids from North Carolina. They've done it before. Um, not with great success, but they've done it before. Um, to Colby Cowan, you look at him. Um, Jaden McKenzie's from North Carolina. Like they know how to recruit that area. They're not afraid to recruit it either. So I think that's a big visit. It's just one that I wanted to make sure we highlight before we get out of here. Yeah, I want to throw in the wrinkle as well. Uh, two things. One, uh, Florida has recruited him and scouted him and evaluated him as a defensive end. Um, but obviously, like Ohio State's process is completely different than how they do it down in Gainesville. But just adding some context to your point, um, just so people are like, oh, where does he get this comparison? Well, that's because that's what Florida sees. So, like, maybe that's what Ohio State sees. I don't know. Uh, also, this is, I don't want to say speculation or anything like that. This is just a thought that I have. And I we're in the business of exercising thoughts. So let's here, let me set the scenario here for you. Okay. So follow me. <clears throat> it's Saturday about 1045 or so, right? 1045 to 1115. That's usually like that time frame when, when the youths walk out of the South tunnel into Ohio stadium and they see the spectacle that is a game day in Columbus. And let's say a certain edge rusher from Chicago, Illinois, 
who is committed to Miami, maybe was at one point a silent commit to Ohio State, but then things changed. And I'm not saying he's not expected on campus this weekend. This hypothetical prospect. Hmm. What would your reaction be? <clears throat> Excuse me. What would your reaction be if you saw someone who maybe was like Marquise Lightfoot who showed up to Ohio State, Penn State on Saturday? Again, that's a complete hypothetical thought. I'm not saying that he's visiting. I'm not saying that I'm expecting him to be there. I am just thinking. That's all. Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Okay. So I would think that that's probably good news for Ohio State. But I also think it's good news for Ohio State that they're getting a kid from North Carolina who's committed to Florida um, and doesn't really have a lot of ties to Florida other than the fact that he was recruited hard to Florida um, on campus. So, I mean, it would be great to get um, a hypothetical Midwestern prospect who plays defensive end on campus. If you can't, though, I think that it would be good, um, not a consolation, um, as, as low as on three is, and I think the guys that on three do an incredible job, Cody Belair, uh, Charles Power do an incredible job, but they're lower on Morris Williams than anybody else is. Um, there, there's one recruiting service that has him as the number 45 player in America on three, doesn't have him ranked in the top 300. Uh, industry rankings, he's number 110. He's the number 14 defensive lineman in the class. Um, I'm not going to compare him to Midwestern area recruits who were at one time silently committed to Ohio State and then chose to go to Miami, but um, if that were a thing, but um, I think he's a good player. So uh, if he's a confirmed visitor right now, he deserves to be on this list. But if there's a, a surprise visit that does happen, then I would probably say he gets bumped off of this list, but just by default, because you have to make room for another guy who's a bigger time visitor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's why I wanted to, that's why I wanted to air out my thoughts because it's a, it's a madhouse up here. So like, I just, Boy, I, is it ever. I just got to air things out, you know, that's all it is. Um, thanks for humoring me here. Are hey, we ready to, go ahead. Go ahead. You ready for the Justin Fry hour? I, I sure am. All right. Well, before we get there, you know what else is going to be a madhouse on Saturday? Uh, I think I know the answer to that question. Not just your thoughts, but the horseshoe, uh, college game day, um, big noon kickoff, Gus and Joel, um, tailgates out the you know what. And if you want to be a part, yeah, if you want to be a part of all of that game day action on High Street uh, down to the horseshoe, go to the Game Time app or you or GameTime.co. Use the promo code Buckeyes for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Hey, tickets are very expensive. I get it; they are probably too expensive. Um, I saw the, the lowest ticket price was a, a flash sale, and that's a, let's talk about Game Time for a second. Game Time does these flash sales where it's like, hey, this ticket's very expensive. Let's put it on sale for. 20 minutes. And if you get on at the right time, you're getting a pretty good deal on a ticket. I saw one for 205 when the other cheapest tickets yesterday were like 250. Hey. And then also if you use the promo code Buckeyes at checkout, when you hear about this uh, from the show, you get $20 off, then you're getting a ticket for under 200 bucks. That's almost face value. So uh, I think you're doing pretty well if you use the game time app or game time.co. Of course, terms apply with those ticket prices, but uh, use that promo code Buckeyes for twenty dollars off your first purchase in the Game Time app. They also do this thing, Matt, where if you find a ticket on Game Time, let's say for three fifteen, because we've got to talk in terms of realistic prices for this game, and then you find a ticket elsewhere for you know three hundred, then that's also in the same row or same section that you bought the ticket on Game Time. Game Time will refund you one hundred and ten percent the difference of that ticket price, so you can save a little bit extra money along with using the promo code Buckeyes for $20 on your first purchase, of course, for all of that terms apply. But it's a pretty cool thing that GameTime does. So go to the GameTime app, go to GameTime.co, use that promo code Buckeyes for $20 off your first purchase in the app on the website. And you can go see Ohio State Penn State. It's cool. It's a cool matchup. When the Scarlet goes against the all-white at Penn State, like it's a cool scene on the field, and the atmosphere is going to be absolutely rocking. The recruits yeah. are going to be there. Um, I suggest you don't yell at the recruits unless you have positive things to say to them. Um, but if that's your thing, go cheer for Ohio State to get some recruits. Go cheer for Ohio State to get a dub and move to 7-0. and uh, I think it's a good thing. and You can use the game time app to do it all, save some coin. How do you say, Matt? Hey, sign me up, man. I I enjoyed your uh, your price point of 315 
talking about Ohio State using State Route 315. I don't think that was intentional by any means, but that was, that was nice. Buddy, 315 is a... Oh, getting... Yeah, I don't get... We could be here for four hours, me talking about 315 right now. You're not from Columbus unless you complain about 315 once a month. I have to use 315 just about every single day if I want me to too. somewhere, and it... Ugh. All right. The Justin Fry Hour presented by right? Game Time and Bird Dogs is here. The fourth round, Matt. Uh, I think you're going to draft 2025s. I think I'm going to draft 2026s. Maybe we'll draft some 2024s because let me tell you, buddy, the battle between Ohio State and Penn State is going to be determined by if Ohio State can block Penn State. The future battles between Ohio State and Penn State are going to happen if Ohio State can recruit guys to block Penn State at a high level. So that's why the end of this show is all about the big boys up front. And now you have the – I concede the rest of my time on the floor. You you win and die in the trenches. You know, that's real – that's the truth. That is the truth of the matter. Uh, not a pick, but I do want to give a quick shout-out to the Armstrong Twins. They will be making their – actually, the entire – 2024 offensive line class of Deontay and Devontae Armstrong and Ian Moore. All three are expected in Columbus on Saturday. That's the first time all three of them have been on campus, A, at all this fall, and B, together since, I believe, Ohio State-Michigan last year. So there you go. But my pick, and this is where I said we were going to talk about him later, later is now, four-star 2025 offensive tackle Carter Lowe. Spoke with Carter after his game Friday. Um, a uh, a good performance by Carter. A not so great performance by Whitmer. They lost like forty to not a, a not a good not a good loss. There's not such a thing as a great loss, but you get what I mean here. Um, to Finley, Ryan Montgomery, 2025 quarterback. He looked really good, by the way. Um, but we're talking about Carter Lowe here. Uh, he's, I mean, he is, I'm not going to say like, he's the guy for Ohio state in this 2025 offensive line cycle just yet. Uh, cause there are some big fish out there. Like, you know, David Sanders still exists. Um, Mason short as a guy that like, even though he's committed to Alabama, he, I mean, and, and Alabama commits visiting Ohio state on Saturday, uh, 2025 Alabama commit is visiting Ohio State. You can check out who for that 50% off deal right now. Just saying. Um, yeah, I'm getting pretty good at this. Uh, but Carter Lowe, like, I think Carter Lowe has to be the most important Ohio prospect for Ohio right now, for Ohio State right now. Excuse me, not the Bobcats. Um, even like, and that's with, yeah. And that's with, I mean, Marquise Davis, Bo Jackson, uh, Trey McNutt, um, Dorian Bruce in Texas, but like kind of, you, you, you get it. Like to me, Carter Lowe has to be the most important remaining uncommitted in-state prospect. It would be Tavian St. Clair, but Tavian St. Clair, the quarterback, four-star quarterback from Belfountain, Ohio, has been committed since June. Not a big deal. Um, Tavian will also be on campus this weekend. So – Carter is so important, though, because he is a homegrown offensive tackle. Uh, in the on three database right now, he's listed at 6'5, 285. Uh, I'm going to have to text my guys, uh, Cody and Charles, uh, about that because he's probably about 6'6, 315 right now. He, like, he's a, and it's a good 315. Like, he's big. Uh, Great, great in pass sets. Um, I mean, he's he's a, he is he is an important guy for Ohio State. That relationship with him and Justin Fry, in my opinion, and just in talking with him and like really listening to what he was saying Friday night after his game, like that relationship with him and Justin Fry is second to none. Um, I think Justin Fry is the most important coach in his recruitment and in Carter's recruitment. Uh, and then for Ryan Day to head up to Toledo as well during the Buckeyes bye week, that spoke volumes to Carter. Um, this is a not a direct quote that he said to me, but 
You know, he was just like, he, he, that stuck with him, you know, like that mattered to him. Carter's very much a relationship kind of guy. Uh, and so for Ohio state's head coach to a do what he's expected to do, quite honestly, like, yeah, Ryan Day needs to go out on the road when they have a bye week. Um, but you don't really see a, I feel like you don't really see a whole lot of coaches go out on the road during a bye week anymore. Um, and I, I know uh, maybe like, I'm just, I only have my Ohio state blinders on right now, you know, but like that man racked up his frequent flyer miles, uh, during Ohio state's bye week um, was at the Woody for practice and then would leave and go recruit. So all of this to say, um, Carter Lowe is fresh off a game day visit to Ann Arbor and, he likes the product that Michigan has obviously being back-to-back Joe Moore award winners. Like that counts for something beating Ohio state two years in a row counts a lot. Winning the big 10 counts a lot, but uh, that relationship with Ohio state is ahead of where that relationship is with Michigan. And that's what matters. So that's why it matters that he's making his third visit to Ohio state in like five weeks. So I'm not putting him on commit watch right now. I think if he hadn't gone to Michigan, I would have, but he like, he, he, there are some things that are going to be coming up in the works with Carter. That's his news to share. Um, so I think this, I'm expecting this to go into the spring quite honestly, but I think Ohio state is, is running this right now as it stands. So their offensive line has to play well on Saturday though. I will say he, he made a mention on Friday that, you know, he hears the word dominance when talking about Michigan and he wants to hear that about Ohio state. So like Ohio state has to play well, that offensive line has to play well and make, Cause like that stuff matters, man. Like, I don't think people like really, I don't think people talk about that enough. I know that we don't, but like how current position units play does a lot on the recruiting trail. Right. And like the proof in the pudding there is the secondary. Look at all of the interests that Ohio state has in the secondary on the recruiting trail right now. You look at what they have done in the 2024 cycle uh, really specifically at corner. And I will admit, like, it really helps that, you know, two of the best corners in the country both happen to be from Ohio. Like, that's that's pretty nice. Like, I, I will be honest there. Um, but the, the kids watch. You know, kids want to see what they can turn into. So this offensive line this weekend, like, it's important. And uh, Carter Lowe is important. So that's who my pick is. Uh, I'm picking three guys in one. Don't care. Uh, this is our I mean, show. I did two, so you can do three. Yeah, 2026, another year for offensive linemen. That is 11 entire years after I graduated high school. Um, I think I'm going to walk off the show. Um, <laughs> Sam Greer. Sam Greer, Archbishop Hoban. Hoban, however you say it. Don't care. 6'8", 290 uh, tw- as a 2026. That is a massive man um, for a – kid who is just now learning to drive um six three two sixty maxwell riley um also going to be on campus from avon lake a place that up there that doesn't really love ohio state as much as you would think cleveland areas there's some michigan there's some ohio state don't be surprised if that's a recruitment that that goes in the the midwestern direction between justin fry and sharon moore provided sharon moore is still at michigan i have my doubts um and then i i this is important i don't know anything about this person but your list says that micah smith is visiting from vero beach florida 2026 offensive tackle he's 6'6 he's 285 and he's from florida and he's coming up for a game day visit at ohio state um on three recruiting prediction machine says george is running that recruitment right now they're the biggest program that has offered um in this thing penn state's offered ohio state's offered but georgia has offered a kid from florida uh that's a recruitment that you could see ohio state really work its way into those are three way different body types though um when you talk about uh, you know 6'6", 280, and then six eight two ninety, you're talking about uh, guard swing guard, and then a swing, and then a complete tackle. Uh, Greer, I think, is a tackle at six eight. Uh, I think Max Riley is probably right now. 
maybe a guard. Yeah, I could see that. Um, he visited he for, looks uh, right now. I think he visited for Western Kentucky. Mm -hmm. He did. Like, One of them. Uh, it was Western Kentucky. He he looks like, and he's athletic as hell, man. Mm -hmm. Like he can, he'd be a good guard. So those three, I think, are just all names to watch because you're going to hear about them for the next three years. Um, so there's no point in not highlighting that they're visiting, especially um, the third one, Micah. He, if a kid from Florida is already generating enough interest to come up here and get up here for a visit, he's obviously interested. Um, Vero Beach is also where Leroy Roker, I think, is from. And so, no, it's not. You're That's thinking of his school, which is Bishop Vero. Man, that is stupid. That's very – he is silent, by the way. It's V A R O T. Let's call it Verit just for the fun of it. Verit. All, All right. right. Well, Matt, who's on commit watch? Let's get out of here. Uh, <laughs> we have one more. We have one more round. I thought we were doing five. All right. Let's do another one. Well, I just we don't have to, but I will say I just want to talk about this kit, this this one prospect here. Now let's do another one. I got more names. I can come up with one. I don't have one written down on a sticky note, but I can come up that's with one. That's fine. If if we have learned anything in this show, it's that I've been rambling all morning. So like that's fine. I haven't slept much this week, but you can see by the bags under my eyes. Me and Ryan Day are on the same on the same sleep schedule. I'll say that right now. Uh my fifth and final pick uh is Another in-state guy in the 2025 cycle. This is a big thing, by the way. And we should have, I should have set this precedent at at the front of the show here. Uh, Ohio State, like they just need a few more pieces for 2024, which is why like we're gassing up 2025. Because um, Ohio State gets their stuff done early. You know, like that's just. They are not like an Auburn or another place that like when they find their guys and their guys are committed, they recruit the kids that that are committed. Right. So like the fact that basically the entire 2024 class is there, like Ohio State is going to treat them as uncommitted kids and recruit them as such. And that's why those kids are going to go to Ohio State, by the way, just a really quick note. Like if people were like, why isn't he talking? Like, why aren't they talking about like edge rushers and like all of this stuff and i'm like well i promise you a we did but also michigan state i think is going to be the game where ohio state 2024 targets that's the one so keep that in the back of your mind folks my fifth and final pick here is a 2025 prospect uh He's an edge. He's a linebacker. He can, you know, kind of do it all. Uh, that's the four-star prospect, Justin Hill from Cincinnati, Ohio, out there, Winton Woods High School, a place that's been very good to Ohio State with, with Mayan Williams and now Jermaine Matthews, the former five-star cornerback from the 2023 cycle. Uh, Justin Hill's a good ball player, man. Uh, talking with talk with him late Wednesday night. Um, this is a kid who's been more of an edge rusher this year, this fall for Winton Woods, just because that's what his team has needed of him. However, he told me last night that he is bumping back to playing outside linebacker. So the fact that he can go back and forth between each position pretty seamlessly is very impressive to me especially at a program like that, that consistently is going to the playoffs. They won a state title two years ago. So like, that's, that's a big deal. Um, he's at, he's up to about six, four, although he admitted he's on the short end of six, four, which I did appreciate that he owned up to that. That was, that was pretty funny. Uh, six, four, two fifteen. So the frame is there. If, and, you know, talking with some folks at Ohio state, they are kind of viewing him more as an edge rusher uh, compared to a linebacker just because of the tape that, that they've seen. Um, he just happens to be like, if he continues to go down the edge rusher uh, spot for Ohio State, uh, he, he might be the most athletic edge rusher like Ohio State's ever had if he continues to grow, which is like a – pretty bold take right there because he's only you know 16 17 years old but uh the fact that he can go back and forth between being an edge rusher and playing outside linebacker is pretty impressive in my opinion Thir he's up to 13 sacks by the way through nine games um 
which playing ball in the conference that he plays in down in Cincinnati, again, very impressive. Uh, so he's, this was, Justin told me Wednesday night that he only had three games circled on his calendar that he wanted to go to this fall. Alabama, Texas, which he did make it to. And I would say to the folks at home that Alabama is a as an actual school in this recruitment. He has connections to uh, like distant relatives and stuff like that that live in Alabama. So like Alabama absolutely is a school to watch in this recruitment. Uh, Alabama, Texas, Ohio State, Penn State, and then Ohio State, Michigan in November. So that's two opportunities for the Buckeyes to impress, one of which they can actually like engage with him and interact with him. Uh, the other one, they just have to play good ball because you can't – I don't believe you can talk to no. – yeah, you can't do that. So uh, they have two opportunities to impress, and they absolutely have to knock it out of the park this weekend with a kid that's an hour and a half away that has SEC interests and – interest in Michigan. So that's my fifth and final pick. Yeah, I'll go Elijah Melendez. I don't have a lot to say about it. He's a big-time recruit, big-time prospect, linebacker. James Laurinaitis and that staff really like him. I don't have a lot to say. Um, he's, that's my fifth. If, I had to take, if I had to take a fifth pick, that'd be my pick because I, I planned for four, um, but I took three with my fourth-round pick, and, yeah, so I was planning on taking two with my first-round pick. So, um I'm taking that Not a math show, man. We say it every week. Not a math show. We're not a math show, Matt. Actually, we're recruiting. You know, uh, make sure to like and subscribe this video. Please like the video. It's great. If you're watching, you might as well hit the little thumbs up there and like it. We got rid of the fireworks. I can do this all I want, and we don't have any fireworks anymore. That's a good sign uh, with Matt Parker and Spencer Hall because that really got us off the rails in the last episode. We got off the rails for just for the fun of it today, but that's because we're a fun show. We like to have Life's fun. It's too short to not have fun. Can't be what serious all the time, you know. Like, where's the oh, fun yeah. in that? A lot of fun going to happen on the in the horseshoe on Saturday. Not on the horseshoe, I guess on the turf in the horseshoe on Saturday between the Buckeyes and Indian Lions. The recruits will all be there, as will Letterman Row, Tim May, Andy Baxter, and I up in that press box. Matt Parker down on the field taking photos, talking to uh, folks, not the kids, because you can't talk to kids while they're on their visits. Uh, but he'll be taking photos of the kids and all of that, all fun stuff. Come catch that at LettermanRoad.com. You can get the whole deal, the whole kit and caboodle, 50% off for an entire year right now until Sunday night. That's when the deal expires. Then we'll see if we can get another deal in the works for you guys. Get that Letterman Row content that you've come to know and love from the entire gang. Until then, until Saturday, we will see you guys back here next week for another edition of the Letterman Lounge. See you on Saturday in the Horseshoe for Ohio State, Penn State. This has been the Letterman Lounge. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys back here next week.